Hey everyone! Hello, hello! <laughs> it's Chelsea. And Michelle. Hey. <laughs> Ew. Welcome to... <laughs> Stop. I don't know why I do that. I do that all the time because I'm nervous. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Sip on This. Episode four. So what are you sipping on, Chelsea? Oh, I just ran out of my garage to get an ice cold lime. LaCroix. <laughs> Disgusting. It's pretty fresh. AKA, like, that's what people who grew up not drinking soda drink. <laughs> that is so rude. Like, you I'm... feel like, oh my god, this is so flavorful. But literally, <laughs> there's no flavor. It's like, it's like, listen, what is it? Like, 75% of your taste is your, sm- is your sense of smell. So, <laughs> so like, that lime flavor is so good. Um, <laughs> Just inhale it. Let's agree to disagree. <laughs> okay. I heard a quote once, and it was it said something like, "Drinking Lacroix is like drinking sparkling water in one room and have having someone scream the name of the fruit in the other room." <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Because you can't taste that? it. <clears throat> I can taste it. I can't. Alright. <laughs> what are you sipping on? I'm still sipping on water because your girl needs to stay hydrated. Wow. You could say I'm staying hydrated too. <laughs> From mildly flavored soda. <laughs> it is not soda. I'm sorry. What is it? It sparkling is water? literally sparkling water. <laughs> um. All right. What have you been up to since we last talked? <laughs> okay. I have no idea. <laughs> I've been... Honestly, I have no idea. I've done almost nothing with my life in the last week. Sounds... I edited my friend's wedding. Um, and then I slept and I cuddled with Roxy. <laughs> Roxy's dog. her dog, by the yeah. way. Not a girlfriend. <sighs> yeah, not a girlfriend. I mean, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'd be happy if I had an actual person to go with. Chelsea and I were saying guys are so complicated. Like, let's just become lesbians and date each other. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Let's get married. I think we would be a good couple. I think we would, too. We have a lot of the same interests. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before, um, like, gets um, a little too weird. This is when I was in Scotland. <laughs> I was checking out the hinge game over there and I matched with a few people and nothing came of it. <laughs> but one night, me and this guy drunk messaged each other on hinge. And it was like the day before I was leaving. So obviously, you know, we're not soulmates. <laughs> but he, me- he messaged me again this week. And now I think I have a problem because <laughs> I have like a crush on him. <laughs> oh, God, Chelsea. <laughs> I know, it's, like, so stupid. I always develop crushes for people that are so far away. Like, I obviously will never meet them, and I cannot have them. <laughs> Why does this happen? <laughs> I don't... not really sure. I think it's a me problem. <laughs> no. It's a bad timing problem. But also, you want guys to make the first move. Yeah. And... Not all guys make... And it's very rare. And, like, the two people who have done it in the last two 
or three years are far away. <laughs> so, like, what the fuck? I mean, I don't know. Because you have people who you talk to and you just, like, don't want to message them first is why you're not talking to them. I mean, like, because I've been through it. I've been through it. (laughs) I know. Like, I have done my part in the past. I've learned that that does not work for me. For you. Yeah. Um, Which is fine different things work for different people um but yeah i think that's just what i need i need someone to to take the initiative and make the first move on me be consistent with me yana aduna <laughs> yana so what have you been up to michelle well since the last time we talked i went bridesmaids dress shopping uh for my with my friend Jenny, Jenny, uh, Jenny, Ron. She hates that. Yeah. Um, we went to LA at this place called Show Me Your Moo Moo. Oh, and like I found a cute dress, but it was two hundred dollars. So yeah, I was like, I def can find a white dress anywhere for cheaper. White? Yeah, because her dress white. is kind of like off white, and so when we wear white, she'll stand out. Like an ivory whitish kind of color. It looks really pretty and clean, so. Oh, dude. And then that same day, we were, like, walking around Abbott Kinney, um, which is, like, this road of, like, shops and restaurants (laughs) and stores um, in Venice. And there was this dispensary. And so Jenny, Jenny's fiance and I went in. um, And there was cannabis soda. Did you try it? I didn't, but but her fiance bought a can, and I was like, I really want to try it, but how does that even work? I know (laughs) there were two kinds, Um, so I guess like one gets you like more calm, and another one gets you a little more high, high and low, yeah. Uh, What was twenty? I have no idea. Oh, I think you got the calm one, but it was twenty milligrams and i was like i can barely handle 10 so <laughs> how much was that that was like six dollars yeah it was <gasps> like the price of two sodas i feel like i would have to drink that entire can to feel it not to feel anything but like to be on like a good level oh you're insane i think i would definitely have a bad trip and then i uh, just spent like the weekend in la and then now i'm gonna go back up to la again this weekend so <sighs> Michelle's coming to visit me. We're finally going to be together for a podcast episode. Oh, my God. And we might have our first guest. Maybe. <laughs> he said maybe. So we'll see. We're going to make him do it. And it's going to be about ghosts. So stay tuned, y'all. Yeah, we're in the Halloween season, obviously. Everyone loves Halloween, except me. I don't really like but um, Michelle and I are a firm believer in ghosts, and he is not. So we want him to be our first guest. We thought it'd be a good balance. Yeah. For non-believers of ghosts yeah, and spirits like... and demonic shit. All right. Hey. <laughs> he wanted to do the Ouija board, and I said no. So I am still on the fence just because if we did it, I would only be doing it for the pod. <laughs> oh, God. But I'm scared. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. 
But anyways. Well, then you and him have to split the Ouija board. I am not paying for that shit. Oh my god. I will not buy it. Do you think that's how you're linked to no. it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Putting money towards it. <laughs> I'm gonna. You're like, shit. I paid for this, so if anyone's following anything, it's, it's following me. <laughs> um, we'll see, we'll see. All right. Um, so everyone, this week's episode is on murders. Well, it's only one murder story, but it's a pretty big case. Pretty long case. Yeah, Michelle's gonna tell me a murder story. Yeah. I'm scared, mostly, mostly because I couldn't find a good one. This will make you very uh, excited to date people and bring them home and make out with them. <laughs> Stop! Someone just messaged me <laughs> on Tinder. I just got a notification. Someone messaged me on Tinder right when you said that. <laughs> it's a sign. Before we begin, Michelle, how do you feel about Halloween season in general? I have started to grown to love it a little bit. I don't know why. Oh. <laughs> like, okay, I used to think Halloween was boring, pointless, useless, like, Oh, I can't go trick-or-treating anymore. I'm, like, 20. Um, <laughs> this was a year ago. But um, I think I got more excited because I think two years ago, I actually tried on my costume. I was, like, a boxer, and I gave my I did makeup, and I gave myself a black eye. And I was like, this oh. is so fun. Oh. Um, yeah, so now I feel like going all out on costumes. It makes it more fun in that aspect. Yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> And then going to, like, scare grounds and stuff. That's my thing, not Chelsea. I love scary movies, so that's probably why I like Halloween. But Chelsea does not enjoy it. <laughs> I feel like we're the opposite. Because, like, when I was when I was young, like, I would be so hyped. I would figure out my outfit, my costume, like, weeks in advance. I've been a cow multiple times. <laughs> Which is funny. But, like... Don't matter how old I am, I'm going to go out and get the most candy. Like, hell yeah, that's the best day ever. But, uh, no. Halloween is not chill <laughs> anymore. Just because you like, can't get candy, right? Well, like, okay, as a kid, you have to work to get candy. Now, you can just go buy candy. <laughs> but in terms of, like, the scary stuff, no. No. Not a fan. Nope. <laughs> I can't watch horror films. I can't do anything. Like I can't go into any mazes. I can't I can't go to haunted nights in amusement parks because I peed myself once and I'm just <laughs> scarred. Like those people, those people know who the scared <laughs> the scared ones are. And they target them. And I am always the one who's targeted. It's so fun though. And it makes for a horrible night for, for Yeah, me. but you know they're actors. <sighs> what if what if one of them wasn't an actor? I think that and they were movie. trying to legit like hurt people. What if? Like that could be a thing. <laughs> that would be such an easy thing to do to people. I don't know. Well, it's funny that you're saying all this but when you're the one that is more open to doing the Ouija board than I am. Because 
That shit's real, Chelsea. Okay, yeah, that shit is real. And you're like afraid of that? Or afraid of fake <laughs> actors in a scare house? You're right. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know why I am the way that I am. Anyways, <laughs> let's get into the story, everybody. Let's get to the good stuff. So, this is called People versus Lucas. Well, that's the title of the court case. This took place in like 1980 ish. So, the 80s were so good. Yeah. Well, not good for this person. <laughs> not or. for this. Okay. On May 4th, 1979, Michael and Susan, Suzanne Jacobs, Moppy, Moppy, um, they lived in a small whitewood framed house in the eastern end of San Diego with their three year old son, Colin, and their two dogs. That day, Michael and Suzanne were expecting the delivery of a new dinette set. I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah, I'm like, huh? What is that? <laughs> I think I guess like a new dinnerware set. Oh, okay, yeah. The '80s fancy. Yeah, why not? Um, Michael awoke that morning and he started his day like normal, the usual routine, getting ready for work, and he left around 6 a.m. Margaret Harris, a neighbor and friend who lived across the street from the Jacobs house testified that she did not see Suzanne outside her house as she usually did every morning. Instead, she had seen a strange maroon or wine-colored sports car parked in the Jacobs' driveway between 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Huh. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Later that morning, around 11 a.m. to 11.30 a.m., Harris, uh, Margaret, their neighbor, she telephoned Suzanne, but no one answered. So she assumed that Suzanne had been picked up by whoever had arrived in that sports car. Mm-hmm. About the same time, Michael also telephoned Suzanne, but he got no answer. Michael. Her husband, yeah. Oh, no, for a- Michael. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> at approximately 12.30 p.m., a delivery man arrived at the Jacobs residence to deliver the shipment of dinette furniture. No one answered. What? I still don't know what this dinette situation is <laughs> um but he waited for like around 10 minutes nobody came to answer the door mm-hmm. so he just left it um on their front porch okay. and margaret she saw this and she was like why is it on the front porch and she was like surprised because she knew that suzanne was expecting this delivery suzanne yeah um it gets a little juicier but around 5 p.m <laughs> <laughs> Michael returns home and he's puzzled to find their new dinette furniture on the front porch because he knew he knew that Suzanne was supposed to receive the shipment. So Michael entered the house no. and discovered blood all over the bathroom. And as he backed out of the bathroom, he saw Colin, his three-year-old son, lying dead on the bedroom floor. Wait! <laughs> <laughs> I was not worried about the child this whole time. I know. I was shocked. My mouth and my jaw dropped when I read that. Suzanne, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> what did she do? No, wait. Just wait. Oh, fuck. He walked out of the house and he called across the street to Margaret. Margaret? <laughs> Margaret. Margaret. Um, <laughs> Margaret and Ed, her husband, who were outside. And they said that Michael appeared to be in shock and he collapsed on the ground and he was unable to talk. So the Harrises went into the house to investigate. Oh, no. They discovered- I feel like just don't go in. <laughs> just 
just don't. I can't talk, but just don't. <laughs> they discovered Colin's body just inside the entrance of the master bedroom and Suzanne's body further inside the master bedroom. And then they called the police. <clears throat> All right. Who the fuck was in that car? Now let me now let me describe the scene of the crime for you. Okay. It's really sad. Colin's throat was no. severely slashed. And they said there was like two kind of slash marks. One from the left of side of his throat to the middle of his throat. And then from I think the right side of his throat to behind his ear. <gasps> yeah, like across his throat. And they found child-sized bloody footprints leading from the bathroom to the master bedroom to, like, where he is. So they assumed um, that he may have been slashed in the bathroom and he, like, walked to the master. Oh, that's a horrible image. I know. So sad. Can you, this three, this little three-year-old. He's just waddling. (laughs) Oh, God. This is so dark. Okay. I'm FaceTiming Chelsea right now. <laughs> and she looks so distraught. <laughs> this is horrible. I hate Halloween for all reasons. <laughs> and this is worse. This happened in May, so it's not even... <laughs> Alright. And Suzanne's body was sprawled on the floor, and both her hands were clutching several strands of blonde hair. <clears throat> And her throat was slashed from ear to ear. Fuck. <laughs> Michelle, stop laughing. People are going to think you're fucked up. <laughs> She's laughing at my face. Listen. <laughs> I'm going to react to everything you say. Oh, I'm crying. <laughs> All right. Um. And then adult-sized footprints were left from, like, all the blood. And it was... Consistent with, like, only one person's footprint, only one type of shoe, stuff like that. Um, and they found blood on a washcloth. 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 <laughs> a washcloth. <laughs> um, in the sink in the kitchen. On the soap holder and on a green paper towel. So, like, it was clear someone used the sink to wash their hands after murdering a mom and the son. And they found, like, a note that was left behind... And I guess it might have fallen out of the killer's pocket. And it said something like, love insurance, with, like, a phone number. And it was handwritten. Huh? Yeah. Love insurance? Yeah, I have no idea. Um, I mean, what it says doesn't really matter. It's just, like, the handwriting. The first suspect that they received for these murders was a man named John Massingale. Massingale? Something like that. Um, he's from Kentucky, and they found him on March 18th, 1984, so five years after the murder. They interrogated him, and he did admit to being in SoCal and from, like, 1979 to 1980, but he denied, like, carrying a knife or anything, anything like that. He also denied knowing anything about the murders, and he denied that he later bragged about it um, while hitchhiking with two men. So apparently, like, two guys had said, we hitchhiked with this guy, and this guy had bragged about murders or something. Yo, I'd be like, can I get out? I know. (laughs) The next day, he ended up confessing to the murders, and he described it in details that matched with 
the location and what happened. Sketchy. Yeah. So let's let's go back to August 1980 when this hitchhiking little situation happened. This is told from the perspective of John Shorty Smith. John Shorty Smith met John Massingale at an Arizona gas station. And he offered him a ride to California because he was, because Massingale was from the same county in Kentucky as Smith. Oh. But then Massingale was like, I'm wanted for murder in California. (laughs) Damn, this guy cannot keep a secret. But John Smith (laughs) didn't take him seriously. So he's like, okay, whatever, sure. And he like, oh, sure, I'll hop in the car with you. No. Let's go on a road trip. No, he offered Massingale a ride. So he's like, oh, I'll drive you to California. So I'd be like, never mind, bye. I know. Um, And on the way, they picked up a second hitchhiker named Jimmy Joe Nelson. Jimmy Joe. What are these names? (laughs) I know. We're not creative. (laughs) Something about the 80s, y'all. Jimmy Joe. Um, According to Smith, during the drive to L.A., Massengill talked a lot, and he bragged to him and Nelson about having cut, cutting someone's head off. Ew. Mm-hmm. Um, what the- Nelson testified that during the trip in Smith's van, they discussed failed marriages, and Massengale replied that if a woman treated you badly, you just cut their head off and get it over with. Uh. <laughs> Nelson described Massengale as having a dual personality that could shift unpredictably from being a nice person to being one of the most violent people in the world. Ew. Yeah. Um, And then when they reached Hollywood, Massengale took them to a gay bar. And at the bar, according to Nelson, Massengale later ingested windowpane LSD. After that point, Nelson described Massengale as as talking nonstop with the floodgates open as he bragged about the things he had done. One of the things Massengale bragged about according to Smith and Nelson, was killing a mother and her little boy over a year earlier, in the spring of 1979. According to Smith and Nelson, Massengale claimed he had met a woman named Sue Ann, Ann or Suzanne, in San Diego and went to her home in East San Diego. Massengale explained to Nelson that they had consumed a couple of drinks at her home and were sitting on the living room couch making out. But her little boy interrupted them, saying he needed to go to the bathroom. When the boy refused to go to the bathroom by himself, the mother got up to go help him, which pissed off Massengale. What the fuck? Massengale said he grabbed that bitch by the hair, worked on slicing her throat, and then worked on the little boy so he would never have to go to the bathroom again. This is so graphic. Ew. Okay, like, this is a three-year-old. <laughs> yeah. That's so sad. This is um, a three-year-old that just needs to go, pee. I know. And he wants help. What um, the fuck? So, during trial, John Massengale testified that he made up the confession because the officers were, like, hounding him, and they, like, told him, we have evidence against you, and they warned him he would face a death sentence if he didn't cooperate. Probably. So he had said, um... That he made up the confession because he was under pressure from two experienced interrogators from San Diego. And Massengale had requested for counsel um, 
but like it was disregarded. They didn't listen to him. And he was advised by a Kentucky state trooper to admit guilt and throw yourself on the mercy of the court. So that's why he had confessed. But they were like, Bish, how did you know all the details and stuff like that? And he was like, well, they showed me photos. And so I just kind of described what were in the photos. But they were still like, mm, but you seem like you seem like you fit the, the profile. But here's the yeah. thing. The handwriting on the love insurance note did not match with Massingale's. Massingale was a brunette, and Suzanne had blonde hair in her hands. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I'm confused about the note. They it's, know for I, a fact that the person, like, left it there who did it? Yeah, because it wasn't, like, theirs. You know? It wasn't there before? No, it wasn't, like, Suzanne's or Michael's handwriting or anything. But then they realized there was a man named um, David Allen Lucas who had just been arrested. And he was already charged with three other throat slash slings. Well, then, yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and he was blonde. And the handwriting matched his handwriting. And he already spent four years in California Youth Authority custody for a rape conviction. And he was also charged with the kidnapping, rape, and knife attack on a Seattle woman. So this guy was already a murderer. But... Yeah. And so... What the they... fuck was up with the other guy? Well, I guess, I guess maybe it was actually David Allen Lucas and some reason Nelson... Putting the blame on Massengill? I don't know. I didn't, like, super... Okay, this is a really bad podcast, because I did not... <laughs> <laughs> I so we did... don't really know what happened, but, like, I it's do. scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm really not sure why he took the blame. Or, like, he how he knew all these details and stuff uh, when he didn't even do it. That's weird. Yeah. But that's friggin' weird. Don't get your throat slashed this Halloween. So living in San Diego is great. You may or may not get your throat slashed, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, I mean, I have an SUV too. <laughs> yeah. You could tell me about one of them. It was a big thing when it happened. It happened in like 2008. Disgusting. And it was behind Cabo Cabana, which is one of my fave places to eat here. Not anymore, I'm assuming. <laughs> well, okay, it happened technically. So there's like a pizzeria right next door. And I've honestly never seen anyone walk in or out of it. Like, I don't know who eats there. I don't know how they're still in business, especially after someone was straight up murdered behind But you just building. said it's one of your favorite places but to go. Well, Cabacabana is so good. It's so yummy. Oh, it happened, like, <laughs> at the pizzeria, though? Yeah. But, so I guess this guy was working late, um, and someone, like, they, they've never found the person who did it, or the actual um, object that he used to kill him, but they could tell that he used a machete to, like, slash him. That is disgusting that's like the walking dead status i'm like yeah i'm like who the fuck first of all who 
has a machine. No. Well, <laughs> you could ask the same thing about like how do people have military grade guns and they're not even in the military. That's so. true. But yeah, they it is unsolved. <laughs> but yeah, that was like the biggest thing that happened. That happened that you could I literally remember. be walking in the grocery store, be passing the person that committed the murder. Yeah, I could. It could be. The person could be my neighbor. Um, I don't know. <laughs> if I, like, committed a murder, I don't think I would live in that city or that, yeah, town. Smart. Or you Smart. should, because then it's like, um, why would I still be living here if I did it? When you really did it. <laughs> <laughs> when you go in for questioning. So, Michelle, did you or did you not kill so Why would I do it? I... I live here. That's so tough. <laughs> Why would oh, I kill God. someone? Because then I would need to uproot my whole life and move somewhere else. <laughs> Clearly, I didn't do it. I still live here. <laughs> you're like, your footprint is on her face. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> your footprint is on her face. <laughs> I didn't even mean footprint. I meant your fingerprint. <laughs> yeah, I, guess- I curb stomped her. <laughs> Shit. I'm scared and no caller ID is calling me. Um <laughs> That never happens. Send a voice. No, I want to fuck. Oh, no, I hate when it's no caller ID. It's like, what the fuck? Where are you calling from? Everything is spoopy this whole It's probably season. a prank call or something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Um I did not stomp on her face because do you know how many people I saw seven shoes? Like Oh my god, we're still on this. <laughs> like, I go shopping at, like, Marshall's, and um, all the size 7s are gone in the clearance section, so... You can't prove that it's me. Okay. God. Anyway. <laughs> Alright, y'all. It has come to an end. I guess this podcast hasn't been, like, as suspenseful <laughs> as I thought it would be. We are not prepared! <laughs> but, the, let's get to the question of the day. If you had to be murdered, how would you want Oh, how no. would you want to be killed? If we were killed by yeah, a murderer? If you had to die that way, how would you want it to be done? I would want the murderer to have stolen... Oh, she getting fancy. <laughs> I want the murderer to have stolen from an animal veterinarian. One of those <laughs> and shots that they use to put animals to and sleep. They want- you want them to use that on you. Yeah, because then it's like, I'm dying in my sleep. Okay, Peacefully. no cop out. Like, vicious murder. How would you want to die? A vicious <laughs> one? I don't want to die from a vicious murder. <laughs> if you had to be. Can I give you three options? I Would you rather okay. be buried alive? Um, no. Strangled to death by your, what? <laughs> by your laptop charger? The fuck? <laughs> Or stabbed. No. <laughs> stabbed None. No, None you, have to, you have to choose one. This is making me scared. Now I'm home alone. <laughs> and a no call right you just called me and one of my lights went out. <clears throat> Can I be like poisoned? Ooh, that's a good one. But you want to like, <clears throat> like choke it to on like poison? I don't I don't want to be stabbed. I don't. Ugh. But of the three choices, Chelsea, which one? 
Which one's the fastest? I would choose. <laughs> I would choose being strangled. See, but then it's like your mind would be like, "There's so much I could do to stop this right yeah. now," <laughs> but like it's a slow like realization to your death. <laughs> true. True. Okay. That. Okay, is but what about horrible. being buried alive? Stabbing is worse. <laughs> Because it's like, oh, well, I'm feeling all this fucking pain right now. I'm seeing all my blood. I'm watching this person stab me. That's why I didn't choose that one. What the fuck? Okay, what about? They're all buried alive. No. Because <laughs> then again, it's like drowning. It's like you're slowly losing oxygen and everything's getting heavier on you. Well, it's kind of like being suffocated, but like less. You're like excited no. saying this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds great. Uh, no, I that's mean, it sounds go. better than being suffocated by a cable because that's painful. Whereas being buried alive, it's like the weight just gets heavier and heavier. But you're, you're like not in excruciating pain. <clears throat> okay, let's make it like you're in a box and they're burying your life. So you're just sitting in the box for like days until you die. <laughs> I don't know. The <laughs> dirt could crush the box, and that's how you die. <laughs> You're so stupid. I don't think this is gonna happen. Okay, I guess if we, you're gonna cop out with the animal veterinarian shot. See, wouldn't that be a fucking nice way to yeah. go? That would be a smart way but to what? murder okay. people. Like, how can they trace no that? Murderer is gonna do that. If you're like a murderer, you're gonna want to like inflict pain. So choose a painful way, Chelsea. What? Uh, okay, if I have to choose pain, I want it to be quick. Yeah. Right? So they need to either like shoot That's me in I the head say. or like fucking break Ooh, my Oh, I didn't think neck. about that. Or I'd yeah, rather like it has to be quick, like pain and then nothing. I'd rather have the break the neck because then I'll still look cute at my funeral. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Ew. Ew. If you get shot in the head, you're gonna have this gigantic hole in your head. I think I'd rather be shot in the head and, like, not know what's coming. Yeah. Okay, no, no, no. Because then it's just, like, nothingness. Like, you're not even even aware. Like, what's what happening? If, what if you're held at gunpoint and then you get shot in the head? Well, what if they're, like, holding your head for a good <laughs> amount of time before they snap your neck? <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's no good way. There's no good answer. Right. I don't want to die. <laughs> Except for... <laughs> That's shot. pretty smart, though. Listen, if you were a murderer, how would you murder someone? That would be a smart way to do no, it. No, I feel how like they somehow they will trace it back. They're going to catch you breaking into the veterinary office or something, and then they're going to... They're going to... What if you work at the veterinarian? That's even more likely to catch you, like, stealing stuff. And, okay, so when the person dies, they're going to detect this drug in their system. They're going to be like, okay, that means it was stolen from some veterinary office. They're going to contact every veterinary office in the area. They're going to catch you somehow stealing it. <laughs> Boom. You in jail what for the rest it? of your life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it would be a nice way to kill someone because it's like, I imagine it's like the most painless. If way you want to kill, kill, if you hate someone that much to kill them, why would you want to do it that painlessly? Because it's like I hate you, but like I'm still a nice person. <laughs> but like die, <Ty>, kind of. <laughs> I want you to die, but I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna kill you. 
only to die, but, like, I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Before this goes and takes a dark turn. Before people get scared and never listen to I us know. Again. We're not psychopaths, we promise. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. I hated this episode. <laughs> I hope I- It was scary. <laughs> I hope I quenched your bloody thirst. Oh, vampire style. Oh, because it's Halloween. Suck your blood, quench your- Oh, God. <laughs> I know I regretted <laughs> when it came out of my mouth. That's a- okay. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Our email is siponlist2018 at gmail.com. Send us questions, suggestions, or just a nice little hey, what's up message. I will respond. Or any <laughs> stories that you want to tell. Yeah, we're we're gonna be discussing ghosts and our personal ghost stories next week. So if you have a story let us know what it is. We will share it on our podcast. Um, or you can follow us on Twitter at this underscore sip. And yeah, that's about it, I think. We will talk to you guys next week. See ya. Bye.